embrace the uncertainty because really where that innovation and that um, uncertainty live is where progress lives. Hey everyone, this is Angie Morgan Wachowski, New York Times bestselling author of Spark. Bet on you, leading from the front. I'm a Marine Corps veteran and I get the amazing honor of being this podcast, Bet on You, this podcast host. This series is all about how to start a small business. And our guest today is going to talk about money because we need money to start a business and we're in the business of making money. So doesn't it make sense that we're talking to somebody who serves at a financial services institution? I want to take you back to my earliest days of entrepreneurship. It was like early 2000. I know I'm dating myself, but what the heck? I'm putting it out there. I've been in this game for quite some time. I remember I was seeking insight from another entrepreneur on how to be a successful business owner. And they said directly to me that, you know, Angie, you need to understand cash is king. And I gotta be honest with you, I was a little bit arrogant. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll see. And you know what? <laughs> they were 100% right. It's one of those things you get guidance in life. You're like, yeah, I don't think this is it. But then 20 years later, you're like, you know what? There was so much wisdom based in that statement because in the 20 years of being an entrepreneur, I bootstrapped, which has been really just frustrating. I've taken loans, which wasn't something I was necessarily excited about, but once got the capital was so grateful for. During the pandemic, I used grants and I've used credit lines, credit cards. I've brought all sources of different cash into my business just to make sure that payroll was met and I could have cash flow for my expenses. And so cash is king. We have got Christy Siders, the CEO of True Community Credit Union here, talking all about how to use the federal services institutions to get access to the capital that you need. Chrissy, I'm so excited to have you. Do you mind sharing your story? You've got such a unique background that brought you into this business. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, I started at True Community Credit Union 25 years ago. Uh, I was actually uh, going to college and uh, needed a job. And so I started as a part-time teller uh, and then uh, quickly fell in love with the credit union difference uh, and uh, actually was uh, offered an opportunity to work in a position at the organization once I graduated from college and just continue to learn and grow and move in the organization and learn every single department of the credit union. And then ultimately became the president and CEO uh, about six years ago, a little over six years ago. That's great. And I wanna focus for our audience too on credit union versus bank. You said in the advance that there's a huge difference. Tell our audience about the difference between a bank and a credit union as they consider how to capitalize their dreams. Yeah, there is a big difference. You know, uh, financial services across the board are great, but we don't ever want to forget the difference uh, between, uh, you know, the credit union mission and what we ultimately desire uh, to do. Uh, you know, overall, the industry is about people helping people. Um, every credit union was started with uh, the intention of a small group of people coming together to put their capital together to then lend uh, to other individuals at a, a really reduced cost. And that still continues today in the credit union industry. So, uh, you know, at True, we're, uh, our purpose is to inspire the pursuit of a life well lived. And our mission is to cultivate legacy defining moments for the people and places that we serve for generations to come. 
that's the part you difference. I love that. Nifi Fowler, Chris, you can see like the legacy to internal her corporate culture looks like so much fun. <laughs> so if you follow Chrissy on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll see what we're talking about. And I want to go there for a second because you bring up this membership model. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us, when we think about going into your credit union, we think we have to be a member of something in order to get our um, financial services met with the institution. Can you dispel that a little bit? Sure. You know, there certainly are uh, different fields of membership for different credit unions. Uh, you know, at True Community Credit Union, if you live, work, worship, or go to school in the entire state of Michigan, you can be a member of our credit union. And so, uh, you know, the really cool difference between a credit union as well is every member uh, has a, a, a value that they have in the organization. Uh, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the organization. You have to have $5 that remains in your account. And that makes everyone equal. It's equitable as far as voting for the board of directors and, uh, you know, helping, you know, to, to continue to lead the credit union. And that is a big difference. We don't have shareholders. There's no stock price. Uh, it is just every individual member with $5 in their account who has the right to elect the board of directors. Yeah. And it sounds like you want people to succeed and to win. And so I imagine, so imagine it's me. I'm thinking about starting a business. I walk into the credit union. Where do I go? What do I do? Yeah, so we actually have a business services department at the credit union uh, where we have some individuals who will sit down with you no matter where you are in that story. So you could be a beginner business. You could be a dreamer, you know, who just has some ideas. You could be well established and maybe you're with another financial institution. Maybe you have new needs, uh, you know, that you think maybe true could meet. And we'll sit down and talk with you no matter which space you're at in your business journey and then help to plug in the different products, services, you know, the people uh, to connect you with in the community and in the state in order to hopefully get you, you know, to that next place um, in, in really writing that life story that you're looking for. Is business planning an important function of getting a business loan? That's uh, critical. So, you know, we have partners in the state uh, who uh, we would partner with, like the SBDC, right, like the Small Business Development Corporation. And we have partners there that we would say, hey, if you don't have a business plan yet, you haven't been able to put to paper all those great ideas that are swarming in your mind. Let's connect you there. Let's have them help you write uh, a business plan. Let's get some pro forma, you know, financial pro forma, some financial just um, estimates of where we think things are going to go. And then hopefully that will be able to help us as we lean into what type of capital that you need access to and how we're going to help you attain that. I imagine those words pro forma, if I'm listening to this and never really thought about that, can you describe just a little bit of what mm -hmm. that looks like a pro forma? Yeah, I call it the magic eight ball. You know, it's where you're going to look <laughs> at your dreams right? and you're going to say, oh, I think we can do this. I think we're going to have these financial, you know, metrics. I think we're going to bring in this much revenue. We're going to bring in this, you know, this much business. We're going to have this much in expenses. And then, you know, you work it until you get to a reality test of, you know, what's really realistic? Because really when it comes to getting your business loan, we'd love to lend to you based off your dream, but we do have to kind of check it against reality a bit um, because it, our intent is to set you up for success. And if we, you know, lent in a way where we just, you know, set it up for everyone's dreams, it would probably be irresponsible. And so it's really that just that financial checks and balance. And it also is a little bit of, you being able to just track yourself along the way and your success and maybe where there's opportunities for growth or change. Uh, but you're absolutely right. It can be overwhelming. And some people, especially some demographics, you know, some communities, 
they, they don't know where to start as it relates to those words or to a business plan. And so that's why I say we meet each member where they are in whatever path they're on to get their business started. I think that is so important too, just to sit down and go through the financial process. Everyone does fall in love with their dream. They fall in love with, you know, selecting their business name, getting the right color palette, getting the right logo, because that's the thing that you can see in the tedious work of looking at your future financials is just can be exhausting. It can be soul crushing mm-hmm. um, because it just takes a lot of time and focus. So thank you for just the, the importance because you want people to succeed. You as a, as a credit union, you want to succeed. And so Absolutely. it's partly due diligence. Um, so say that I pass the paperwork test. I've got a business loan. I have good credit. Uh, can you talk about that? Like what makes somebody have good credit to be able to get a business loan? Yeah, you know, it's a little trickier on the business side than it is on the personal side. You know, you certainly have to, uh, you know, show that you, uh, you know, have some financial assets. You know, you have to show that you've been a good steward, you know, of, of the resources that you have. Um, you know, uh, there is an element too, though, of understanding your character and, you know, your um, your desire to grow and learn and to be successful in your business as well. And, you know, we don't want to make it just about the numbers. You know, the numbers can be uh, a, a little bit, um, you know, difficult to just, you know, we don't want to stake someone just on their numbers, right? But let's say that we identify that, hey, you've got some real strengths in your credit report, but maybe you've got some opportunities to grow even more in your credit report and your credit score. You know, We'll take some time to talk through with you about what things should you do? What solutions are there for you to maybe, uh, you know, reduce your debt? Maybe have a little bit stronger debt to income. You know, um, maybe on the business side, have a really strong, you know, debt service coverage ratio, which just really says, hey, listen, the revenue that's coming in is meant to really help cover my debt to a certain percent. Um, you know, we'll have some conversations with you about that. Um, help you understand personal finance versus business finance, and maybe where it may be looked at a little bit differently. Um, and, and just spend some good time talking through, you know, why that credit is important, but it is not the end all be all. I mean, it absolutely will help to, you know, define the loan that we can provide and the credit that we can extend. But there's a lot that goes into your financial picture um, as a business. As we're talking, Chrissy, what I'm thinking about is if one day you want to start a business. You know it's not going to be tomorrow, but one day this is your aspiration. Having a conversation with one of your business services team members well in advance would be mm-hmm. such a critical function. And your business services team members probably have seen a lot of different businesses and just have a wealth of knowledge to offer anyone who yeah. has aspirations. Absolutely. You know, I think the other piece is there is a time when you go from being uh, just a natural person member to being a business member. And in that, right, I mean, we don't all start with business capital because we haven't started our businesses, right? And so many people are putting up their own personal capital to start their business. Maybe they've tried it a little bit to start and they're seeing some great growth and now they need to go to the business space. That transition from using your own personal funds on the business side to actually gaining some capital for your business and to grow it and to help you as you advance your strategic initiatives is a really great conversation to have with someone who really understands business services. And so that's one of the conversations I always encourage people to lean into. 
I always love to talk to small business owners and entrepreneurs because they all sometimes drop the, well, I've got the relationship with my banker. And that's the exact relationship that you're talking yeah, about. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It, it is a thing. It is a thing in the industry. You had just mentioned, you know, some people do put their own money into investing their dreams into their small business. Can you talk a little bit about the pros and the cons of that, about using your own capital versus going to a bank first? Love to hear that. Yeah, you know, I think it depends. I don't think it's one kind of plain cookie cutter approach. I think it depends on the type of business that you're starting. Um, I think it depends on the business plan that you put together to to grow your business. Um, I think it depends on who you know. Um, you know, for some people, they have really strong friendships with maybe some people who can be investors for them. Um, we see that happen a lot. You know, someone might get a little bit of a startup with some uh, crowdfunding or some community funding or some investors that are personal. Some people might use their own funds. Maybe they've got some equity in a home. You know, maybe they've got some savings that they have. Maybe they've, we've seen this happen before. They've left a position that, you know, they've had out in the community and they've decided to use their retirement funds to start their business. I can't say that there's a right or a wrong way, right? I mean, there's a certain safety and soundness and security that we all want to have as, as people. Um, but you have to kind of match what your resources are to what your business plan is and understand if I have to put up some of my own money, how much? Is that reasonable? Is that not? You know, um, will that get me to the next step of my strategic plan or my business plan? You know, do I have friends that who are investors who want to buy into the business and that's going to help me gain some capital? You know, or do I need a financial institution who can be my relationship partner and who can help me from the start of my business? to you know the ultimate success of my business and so i always encourage people that business plan is the most critical component and that you know financial outlook is so critical to understand what are the startup costs you know what are the ongoing when am i when am i expected to actually turn a profit you know because most businesses don't do that initially and so what what does that mean? Do I have the funds for myself? Do I do I need the capital from a financial institution? Do I have some investor friends? You know, um, and understanding your business plan and understanding the numbers behind it and when you're going to get to profitability, I think will help you understand which path is the right path for you. And it's dangerous to just say there's only one path to go because each person's business story is different um, and each person's personal story is different. Along with the business story and personal story. I imagine that talking about money can be very vulnerable with some people who are going in in need of money and asking mm -hmm. about money. What advice would you have for people who have some insecurity about talking about money? I mean, I was just thinking about my, you know, youth growing up. My mm -hmm. parents never talked about money at the kitchen table, never did. So I didn't, never really knew if they were stressed about money or if they were concerned about money. And so, you know, the idea of talking about money is just weird for me sometimes. Yeah, I, you know, I think um, as a financial institution, we create as safe of a space as we possibly can for you to come in, to feel welcome, you know, to feel like you're going to be able to ask your questions, be heard, and then you have to show up in, in a way of bravery, right? And so we create as safe a space as possible, and then you just have to join us with being brave and being vulnerable, knowing that those pieces that have to come out from a vulnerability perspective, um, are, are valuable to the story and valuable to, you know, how we fund and finance your dreams. And you don't want to get, you know, you don't want to walk in not being vulnerable, not being completely transparent, because 
I promised you in the process of underwriting a loan for a business, you know, you do kind of lay out everything about your situation. It's just like when you get a mortgage, right? I mean, you sign your life away, you have to give, you know, all of your financial information. And so just leaning into that hard from the beginning will be super valuable um, as you go farther through the process and not, and not slow you down as much. And here's the other thing I would say to anyone who's struggling with vulnerability is we have all been there, right? I mean, we may get to a place of financial wellness as we age or as we maybe make better financial decisions. But my husband and I were just joking the other day about remembering the days when we were scrounging for change in our cup holder for me to just go buy a dollar pop, right? <laughs> um, thankfully, we're not there today. We've worked really hard to get ourselves to a good financial situation. But let's just be honest, every single human has found themselves in a place of financial vulnerability at some point in time, at some level. So I always say, just come in and be yourself, be free, be vulnerable. We're going to get to a better place if we all do it together. And I love that you said pop. So thank you for bringing that good Midwestern. (laughs) Yeah, Midwesterner, I get my pop every day. I would say too, I I feel as if we celebrate the lone warrior in our society, the lone entrepreneur, the person suffering at the table, Mm -hmm. worrying about cash flow, worrying about, you know, making payroll, all these things. When you have those moments of worry, I think that's where the vulnerability is. But if you could give some guidance to somebody maybe who just started their business and they're realizing, heck, there's a lot more to cash flow management than I expected? What type of services can they seek out from a lending institution? Yeah. You know, I think the services can come from us and our people, obviously, that we have that just have the knowledge. But also, uh, you know, like I said earlier, we have resources throughout the state who are experts on all types of businesses, right? We're experts on lending to a business, right? Um, But we partner ourselves with whether that be the SBDC. uh, We have a a business QSO or a credit union service organization that we partner with that helps with the underwriting and the, um, you know, the legal documents and those things. And so what you need to recognize is that your financial institutions, you know, and true community specifically has resources at our disposal that that's why that relationship is so important um, so that we hear what you have to say. And then we, we say, oh my gosh, yeah, let's connect you with this individual that can help you with the pro forma that can help you understand, you know, cash flow a little bit more. We're going to help you put a budget together. We also have some financial wellness resources that are online, um, such as what do I have to know to start a business? How do I develop a pro forma? Um, We partner with our local United Way uh, to even offer those things on both the personal and the business level. We recently partnered with um, a a small uh, nonprofit in our community called The Launchpad, um, where uh, it's actually for minority-owned businesses. And we we have uh, done some training there as well as given our, our resources from an education perspective too to say, you know, just... And we get the resources out in the community so that people don't have to go searching themselves for them. And so um, that's, I think, what my recommendation would be there as far as those areas of worry um, is, uh, trust me, your financial institution can certainly step into that space of assistance. Yeah, I we've had a couple folks along the way. So attorneys, um, a president of a chamber of commerce. It's amazing like how many people in this business ecosystem are mm-hmm. there to help you succeed and you're just one question away from these resources, which is wonderful. Um, yes. And I can imagine too, that you're right along there to celebrate the successes of your oh, members. Celebrating is my favorite thing. Remember, we're all about fun. <laughs> <laughs> and joy. That's another joy. thing too. Joy. joy. No, it's so one of my questions for you is if you could 
offer our listeners some words of encouragement. So please, I'd love to hear from you if, if I've got an idea out there. And I'm really truly thinking about taking initiative on this dream. Can you offer Chrissy just some words of encouragement to them? You know, I was thinking about, uh, as you were asking me that, something that I just wrote, uh, recently wrote for our employees about living in a season of uncertainty. Uh, you know, uncertainty, unease, uh, which is our world today, just creates fear and anxiety and uh, sometimes paralyzes people from moving forward. And so, you know, I actually gave my team like 10 tricks, you know, to actually settle into that season of uncertainty. And I think as it relates to this question, specifically to business owners, you know, I would say embrace the uncertainty because really where that innovation and that um, uncertainty live is where progress lives. Right. And so, you know, if we uh, get paralyzed by it, if we choose to resist it, if we choose to look away from it, you're not going to move forward, you know, into this new season that you have in front of you because you're just going to be paralyzed by the uncertainty of what if I can't run the business? What if I can't get the financials to work themselves out? What if I can't find the resources? You know, if you if you live in the uncertainty of the what ifs, you will never get yourself to the place of the look at what I've done. Um, and so I think that is probably where I, my mind is these days as we're living in an uncertain economy, uh, uncertain political environment, uncertain social environment is if we could all just move ourselves into a place of comfort in living in the uncertain, I think we would see you know, more joy, uh, more success. Uh, our communities would be thriving. We would just be leaning into whatever is next for us. And we would be part of that progress um, moving forward. That is the best answer. You sound like a motivational speaker. <laughs> I'm serious though, but it's like, I mean, growth happens one step away from your comfort zone. So if so you're uncomfortable, fun. guess what? You're entering a new phase of you and that should be really exciting. So last question, and I'd love for you to complete the sentence. So complete the sentence of don't start a small business if. All right, so I would say don't start a small business if uh, you aren't prepared uh, for uh, you know, loss or failure or uh, discouragement or disappointment. Uh, I, I, would, I just wouldn't even venture into it. If you are prepared to embrace those things and overcome those things, I would say run to it. Um, because I guarantee that those things are going to be in front of you, um, you know, when you start a business or you think of formulating a business. But if you can't be all in uh, for those uh, rocky pieces of life, then I, I would say just just don't just just go the safe route and don't. You'll be super disappointed in yourself. But that that's probably my answer to the question. That's a great answer. And for a reminder, too, for those aspiring entrepreneurs out there, remember, those rocks that you have to cross over are going to lead to tremendous highs if you stick with it. And so I'm sure if you've seen it too, Chrissy, that failure is only final if you quit. It could be the most transformative experience in your life too. Yeah. I always tell people I love the valley because at the end of the valley begins the trek up the mountain. Um, and, you know, it, there would be no mountain if there weren't valleys. Thank you so much for being a guest. Great words to live by and a great way to wrap up our conversation. Have a great rest of your day, Cozy. Thank you, you too. Hey there, wasn't that a great conversation? I think 
Chrissy sounds more like, as I was saying in the conversation, a motivational speaker um, than a CEO of a financial services firm. But I do believe you can be both. So she might have an extra career in that space. Uh, there are three things that I really took away from our conversation. The first one was her talking about vulnerability, talking about money or even exposing your financial picture can feel scary. In many ways, it can feel like you're being judged. And if you don't get approved for the amount that you need, you feel like it's a statement on you. What I hope that you took from the conversation is that being vulnerable, being transparent could actually be the gateway to a conversation to help you understand how. Because if I can't get this loan now, how might I go about getting it? And as you heard from Chrissy, there's multiple ways that you can get access to capital. So maybe not through a financial services firm. Maybe you can, you know, ask for investors, friends and family. And there's a path to that too. And there's certainly some guardrails around that. But just know that, you know, if you don't get approved, no doesn't mean never. It might mean not now, or it might mean that you need a new path. The second thing that she talked about was the pro forma financial template to help you understand what your future cash projections would be. What a great tool. So again, we can live sometimes with a business in our mind, but get that business on paper, get a business plan and get that business into an Excel spreadsheet so you can project because you're going and taking these bets on yourself because you want to make money. You want to win. Isn't it great just to have numbers then to hold yourself accountable to understand really what winning could look like. The final thing, and I love the statement about why is now such a great time to start a business is because everything is uncertain. And in the space of uncertainty, we could live with fear and shrink, or we could really expand our capacity to live our dreams. We can take those small steps. It doesn't have to be quit your job, change your life. It could just be that simple small step of getting um, an interview scheduled with a business services representative at a credit union, at a bank, wherever you do your financial transactions. Maybe just start having the conversation and that first conversation could lead to many. So thank you again for tuning in to Bet On You podcast and radio show. I'm so excited we can offer this program to you to give you the confidence and courage to live your dreams.